We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. I just want to give you a quick thank you, the listener. I appreciate you, and I want you to know that. If there's ever anything that I can do to support you, please reach out. That being said, here's two ways you can actually connect with me online. First, if you want to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Second, LinkedIn is the channel that you'll actually find me really active on pushing content out there. You can just search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, all podcast episodes, and any upcoming events. If you'd like to connect, make sure to just drop a note in that connection request that references social capital. I can't wait to hear from you. This podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. You can check out more at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. Today's guest is Colleen Biggs. Colleen is an award-winning peak performance consultant with over 20 years of experience, has launched over 340 businesses in it is an international speaker, author to a number one international bestseller, Anatomy of Accomplishment, and step into the spotlight to expand your influence. The CEO of three businesses, including Lead Up for Women, a community that boasts tens of thousands of female entrepreneurs that are driven by their passions, support and promote others with purpose to fuel female voices. Colleen, welcome to the show. Hi, Lori. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm, I'm humbled and I'm honored. I'm excited to have you here, and I'm just blown away that you've launched over 340 businesses. That is extremely impressive. Crazy, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, it's been a lot of years. I've been doing this for over 22 years, and I can tell you that it's been a journey that I've taken with so many other CEOs, and it's just been so... um, wonderful. And it's given me so much fuel uh, to help so many other female entrepreneurs because I've worked with both males and females throughout the years. And uh, one thing I've found out, uh, Lori, is it really is about being seen, being heard and being visible. You've got to tell everyone about you the old way of I'll build it and they will come really doesn't happen anymore unless you're dealing with a major brand, but you still need to tell everyone about you. And I love networking and that's why I love your show uh, (laughs) because networking is one of the best ways for us to do that. hundred percent. I love it. I love what you stand for. So let's talk about that a little bit. So why is joining a community essential for growth in a business? Yeah. You know, um, let's just think about, um, anyone who's ever launched a business or any anything we've ever done in our lives out there you know when we worship we go in a community to a church right when we learn we are in um, a, a school classroom or we're in a group of children uh, in preschool, maybe out of someone's house. When we are learning a sport, uh, we drop our children off to sports teams that have a coach. If you think about everything we do in our life, including quarterbacks uh, you know, in football teams, it's all about the team. It's all about the community. It's football teams would be nothing if they didn't have the community 
of the supporters that they have that are their fans. So when we think about that, it kind of shares a different light on what community really is. Um, when we move into a neighborhood, we move into a neighborhood to be part of the community. We don't, you know, unless you move out into the wilderness to be a hermit, which a lot of people don't do, right? They want to be in community. We were born to crave others um, and community. With that being said, when you're launching a business, it's one of the hardest times of your life. It really is like when you're having a family or getting married or doing something new that you've never done before. Imagine doing that on your own. I think about, you know, traveling and hiking Mount Everest, something I've always wanted to do. And I know that if I had a guide, if I had a community of people that were supporting me and giving me advice, I would be able to do it step after step, day after day, you know, putting those pieces together with that map. Yet so many people try to do this uh, feat of building a business on their own. And why not tap into the likes of others who've already done it before you? Why not learn from them? Why try and reinvent the wheel all by ourselves and not utilize and the fuel of a community that can open up so many doors for you and create additional exposure for you? Oh, I love that. I agree 100% with everything that you're saying. And, you know, surround yourself with those that you aspire to be like or those that can help lift you up. I think there's so much good positive statements that you that you've talked about Um related to community. Now let's, let's focus on female entrepreneurs a little bit. What are the biggest hurdles that women face as entrepreneurs? You know, um, different than what men face, honestly, has a lot to do with their, um, just our makeup of centuries and centuries and decades and decades of how we were raised. And, you know, I was even raised in my younger years to get married, have babies, um, not to start a business. That's not how my mom raised me. And um, her mom raised her the same. Her mom's mom raised her the same. So if we go back decades and centuries, the mothers have always been, and females have always been mothers and nurturers, right? That's why we have the ability to um, have babies. We have, you know, we get married. The men are the providers. So with that being said, they have this uh, view of building businesses um, is providing for their families. That's why they're doing it. It's the only reason why they're doing it most of the time is to provide for other people, whether it be their employees um, or their family. Women are nurturers. So because we tend to nurture, we nurture our clients. We nurture those people around us. We nurture our contacts when we're networking. We are actually some of the best business builders out there, but we lack the self-esteem and the self-confidence for what the worth piece is. And the worth piece is about selling your products, knowing that someone else out there needs them, that you're solving a problem. And I've seen this, Lori, across the board that so many women struggle with their worth of bringing in, you know, multiple seven figures or a million dollars as being an entrepreneur because it scares them. They don't feel like they have that ability to be this powerful businesswoman and a mother and a wife and a sister and an aunt and the T-ball coordinator, you know, <laughs> and on the PTSO. Yep. So 
we struggle with identities. And I say we, because I've been through this already. I struggled as my children got older and moved out of the home because I identified as a mother and I put Colleen on a shelf somewhere where she got really dusty. And then when I brought her and dusted her off, it was like, what do you like? What colors do you like? Where do you like to shop for clothes? What type of food do you like to eat? Because when you're raising children, you adopt to what it is that your children are doing. And it's almost like we become the mother, but forget that we're an individual as a female. And keeping that identity is so important because by giving ourselves permission to be who we are, we give our children permission to be who they're meant to be. We give others around us that we're modeling to the permission to be who they want to be. And it's just a beautiful gift. I love it. I I think there's so much um, that you're saying that it's true and is resonating with a number of our listeners right now. Um, Something that I know you're a big advocate of is exposure. So why is exposure important for female entrepreneurs? You know, I, I said it in the beginning about the, you know, I will build it and they will come. It just doesn't happen that way. And if it's one thing I've taught all the CEOs that I've worked with and, you know, over 20 some years with the 300 and some businesses that you mentioned, Lori, was um, tell everybody about you. And that's why I love that you're so connected in the networking um, side of things and promote networking so heavily. You mentioned in the beginning about reciprocity. And I really believe in the reciprocity rule and giving first to someone else, right? Opening up mm-hmm. a door, connecting them to someone. And through networking, we can really do that. We can connect with other people. We can get ourselves out there and meet people. I look at the world that I'm in now as being an entrepreneur for the last several years compared to what I was when I was in corporate America. And I'm not even surrounded by the same people. We talked about this a little earlier, but you know, your network is your net worth, mm-hmm. right? You want to be, yep. you want to be asking people um, that are maybe started a business before you have already created a community. I can't tell you how many women I interviewed that created female communities and just dug in to say, tell me how you did it. I remember before I published my first book, I met someone that had 11 and I said, okay, I want to know, how did you do it? When I met a, a, my first millionaire, I sat him down and said, okay, teach me how to become a millionaire. I want to learn from others that have done it before me. And unless you get out there, unless you ask, you don't get, unless Mm -hmm. you tell everyone about you, they don't know who you are. I love it when I hear people say to me, oh my gosh, I see you everywhere. How do you ever have time to do what you do? You're, you're every time I open up my feed on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or an interview or a podcast or at an event, there's Colleen, I see her. I love it when they say that because it's not necessarily that I'm showing up everywhere on all those, you know, uh, on a video all the time. Sometimes we bulk record, right? And then we put things out. But the point is we're, We're showing up on all of these outlets that people are utilizing for information all the time. And when people consistently see you, they're like, what the heck? What is this person about? I want to learn more. And then when you're not at an event that maybe you go to regularly, and then before you know it, you're getting phone calls or emails and someone will say, wow, everyone was talking about you at the event. You're like, yes, now I'm becoming a, a brand. Now I'm becoming a household name. Now I'm becoming someone that people are um, sharing 
my community and what I'm doing because they know the benefit of it and they think other people should be involved. You know, that, that doesn't happen when you sit behind your computer and become a keyboard warrior. It doesn't happen when you put your head down and just stay quote unquote busy. It happens when you're out there and you're talking one to many. I, I love that. And that's a phrase that I will often say, even on this show is, is the one to many, but I agree hundred percent wholeheartedly with you. And when I decided to take the step forward to put my voice and message out there, it definitely had a positive shift on the business overall. And I advocate for every female entrepreneur to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Pauline, this is going to be a great time for us to pause for a quick message from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. Colleen, I know we've been talking a lot about networking, but my goal is really to help anyone that's fearful of it or have any reservations around it feel a little bit of sense of comfort. So can you do that with me by sharing your most successful or favorite networking experience that you've had? Yes. Um, I even teach this in some of my groups that I work with because I know how important networking is. So I think tip number one is just be yourself. So many women ask me, how do I stand out from all the other women uh, that are there in the networking room or in the Zoom room? Now we do a lot of networking online. How do I stand out, right? And it's not like you have to wear bright red glasses or have your hair bright pink or (laughs) wear a certain shirt, you know, to stand out or bright, bold earrings. Although I love bright, bold earrings. I wear them all the time. (laughs) Um, You don't have to have that. You just really need to show up as you. When you are you and you show up authentically as yourself, you're relaxed, you're confident, you're self-assured, and that comes through. That energy comes through the camera. It comes through the way that you're walking into a room. People will notice you because your shoulders are back, your chin is up, because you're self-assured. You feel confident about who you are. You're not apologizing. You're not worrying about what anyone else thinks because it doesn't really matter matter what anyone else thinks anyway. We all know that. And so when you walk into a room or show up in a Zoom room, tip number one, just be yourself. Second tip, if you are on Zoom, and this is just a side tip, please make sure your background is not your unmade bed. Like that's (laughs) like the worst thing I would have to say. Be in a professional setting. So have a background that's white or maybe it has a logo. You could print off your logo or have something in the background that could be some books. Anything that if if you're a doctor, I talk to a lot of doctors about putting your certificates and things that you're supporting behind you. People notice what is in the background when you're on Zoom. So I think that's very important as well. The other thing is I'm the first person to speak up when I walk into a room or if I'm on a Zoom room. So I'll walk up to someone and say, hi, my name is Colleen. What's your name? And I reach out and put my hand out for a firm handshake. If we can't do that in person and we're doing that on Zoom, right when they move us into breakout rooms, I'm the first person to unmute myself, 
turn my video on and I start welcoming everyone in the room. Hi, I'm Colleen. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Tina. You know, hi, Lori. What do you guys do? And I just start asking questions. Hey, I'm glad we're all here. And then I just kind of right away because I'm talking, people think, well, she's the leader of the room. And I'll say, well, it looks like they said we had 20 minutes. Does anyone want to keep time? I think we could just go around the room and um, everyone introduce yourself. It looks like we've got times, however many people in this room, three minutes each. Um, someone will volunteer to take the time and I'll say, well, we'll just start with Lori. Lori, after you're done and your three minutes are up, why don't you volunteer the next person? And what that does is it starts connecting the room, right? Lori gets to go first. After her three minutes are up, she looks around and then someone she's drawn to, she'll say, oh, um, I volunteer Tina to go next. And Tina will say, oh my gosh, Lori, I knew you were going to choose me, right? And everyone's laughing and it kind of really cohesively brings the group together. And then I always go last. So I don't want anyone to feel like they're picked last on the softball field. You know, they're picked last for kickball. You know how that works where... I don't want to be the one picked last in kickball. You don't have to be the one last. I always bring up the caboose and then I tie it all together about something that each person said, you know, an impression that they made. And then, I, you know, the, the last tip I would give you on that is to follow up and follow through. This is where I see that most individuals, including males and females, really falter is the follow-up and the follow-through. I can't tell you, Lori, how many networking events I've been to and no one follows up with me. I follow up with everybody. And that is just horribly wrong. What? But when I do follow up with them and I say, hey, you know, it was great meeting you. I'll say one thing I remember about them when I met them, whether they said something funny or their cat jumped up on their computer or they had awesome earrings on, whatever it was. Then I say, I would love to chat with you more and get to know you better when we're not under crunch time. Um, about 99% of those people I follow up with book a call with me um, because they want you to remember them. And I remembered them. I said something about them. Um, I made it about them. And um, it was like not a salesy. It was just, hey, let's just connect and see how I can um, do something for you or how we can help each other moving forward. If there's anyone I can open a door for, you know, uh, for you. And then they're more than willing to follow up and want to, um, to meet with me. And I think the other piece is when you are offering something for someone in person or in a Zoom breakout room, don't make it confusing for them. You know, just drop a link in there for them to book a call with you or a download or whatever. What, what is it that you could offer them that would be the best thing in the moment for them to connect with you and then for you to continue nurturing them? Uh, don't drop, you know, every Facebook link you have, every Instagram link you have, your YouTube, subscribe to your YouTube, you know, 50 links. And, and it would be like walking into a room, Lori, throwing your business cards across the room and say, call me and then walk out. Like, we don't do that. So connect with people, care about people, show them that you care and they'll show you that, that they care. Yeah. I love the formula for just making it easy for someone and and not making anyone feel left out, but taking taking that initiative and taking the lead. And when, especially when there isn't really anyone designated to facilitate a small group conversation, I think that's a really good way to tackle that. And your touch point on the follow-up is so critical. And you're right, there aren't as many people that actually follow through on the follow-up when the reality is, you know, it's an open door to continue the conversation. So why not take that initiative? Mm-hmm. 
I agree with you. And, you know, after you've had a conversation with them and maybe you've exchanged a little bit more information and a couple of weeks goes by, if, if you guys have lost a little bit of touch, I'll go back through my notebook and send an email that just says, hey, I was thinking about you today. I hope you have an awesome weekend. You know, I hope you, you know, crush, crush whatever you want to do or relax or whatever it might be. Um, I, it's amazing how many responses I get back from people just reaching out to show someone that you care enough to follow up with them. And um, that's where the, you know, the, the, the finances, the, the sales, the relationships all happen in the follow-up. And um, you can't, again, it's not the, I build it and they will come. There's a little work that needs to be done in there. And women are extremely good at nurturing. And because we are, that's why we're so strong in business, because people just want to be appreciated. And when you appreciate them, they're more likely to want to do business with you because now they know you, they like you, and they trust you. Absolutely. So how do you stay in front of and best nurture your network? Well, I do that through several different ways. Um, I do the podcast every week and interview members so that uh, my community, including my community on the podcast, is getting tips like your community of interviewing people on different subjects. Um, I do a bi-monthly magazine that our members write articles in, and we digitally send that out to all of our members so that they can read the different articles and, and really um, take away so many tools in the business and leadership and lifestyle sections of the magazine. We even have a philanthropy section of our magazine, I invite my community to other communities. And, you know, I have a very abundant mindset. And by inviting them to other communities, I'm showing them that it's important for them to expand their influence to attract the right clients beyond lead up for women, you know, including going into these other communities. Because if I'm talking about how showing up everywhere and networking everywhere and so important, it would be wrong of me to lock them down in my community. We do weekly teaching Tuesdays. We did, we do them every Tuesday. A different member comes forward and teaches about different subjects in our lives. It could be today we talked about sleep. It could be um, more about um, your business and business insurance. Sometimes we're talking about tips on leadership. So a different member comes forward every Tuesday, teaches a free workshop, and I attend those. I host those uh, along with our member. Uh, we, I do member Monday spotlights every Monday, interview a different member in our community uh, for them to offer to our community uh, a way for us to add additional tools to our toolbox. Uh, then, you know, again, we... And we're always, I'm always out there um, on Facebook lives. Um, I'm out there teaching whenever I can. I love to do one minute teaches in the morning where it's like the word of the day and put it out there and just have fun with it. You know, there's so many little things that we can do of the years that we've been in business and the skills that we've learned um, and honed in over the years that we can share with other people and most of us just tend not to do it. I don't know if it's because we're lazy or we just don't feel comfortable on camera. But another tip for your listeners is people don't want the perfect you. They just want you. And I've gotten on camera and cried before. I've gotten mm -hmm. on camera and laughed before. I've gotten on camera and forgotten what to say before. So when that's why reality TV is so popular. If you would just get out there and 
and get out in front of your community so they could get to know who you are, get them, you know, let them know your family. My, I, some of the most views I get are because it's a photo of my grandchildren or a photo of my husband and I, you know, getting ready to get in a chopper in Chicago and fly for a vacation over some buildings. It's just amazing to me how many people really just want a peek into your world and what you're doing. And um, that's the likable factor, right? That's how we we get people to like us and know us. Um, We can't stay hidden. You just can't stay hidden. I agree. So Colleen, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Oh, I would have said quit corporate America today for one. (laughs) Um, And I would have quit corporate America 20 years ago. Uh, Well, I say that, you know, laughingly, um, but I needed to be in corporate America to learn a lot of the skills that I gained. And um, the other piece really is patience. You know, I was so caught up in what was happening around me that I felt out of control a lot. And we are all in control of our realities. We're in control of our mindset. We're in control of the choices that we make every day, whether we work for somebody or not, we're still in control of our choices. So 20 years ago, I had a lack of patience. Um, I felt like everything that happened around me was happening to me. And I just had to navigate through what was happening. And the truth of the matter is that's not what reality is. Reality is you can choose how you feel. You can choose how you react to a situation. We have choices. We have freedom of time. And we also um, need to be patient because I, you know, we're on God's time. That's just what it comes down to. And we try to force things that it's just not the timing for. And, um, so that's probably what I would say to myself 20 years ago, just be patient, (laughs) Colleen. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. All right, Colleen, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview, interview me. What's something you'd like to ask me? Okay, Lori. So talk to me um, a little bit about uh, what is your tactic on uh, when you uh, meet someone new um, that could be a potential client? What is the first thing that you feel is important for you to do um, when meeting someone new that could be a potential client of yours? Ooh, that's a, that's a fun question. So I do try to find if there's any little piece of information that I could provide Um, that's not going to cost me time or money. So if they're talking about a specific pain and I know, like I just read an article about that, that same topic, I'll send it to them. If there's a book, I know that can be a resource. I'll throw it in the mail Um, and then try to follow up with uh, trying to get some time on the calendar to dig deeper into the challenge that they're facing where I know we are a solution to, to solve that problem. That was beautifully said. I love it that you started out with serving first, you know, the reciprocity rule, which is Mm -hmm. exactly doing something first for someone else, expecting nothing in return, just serving and giving. And that's how you build that bridge. Um, And I I bet that's that's planned out to be very successful for you in um, your client conversion. Absolutely. It's extremely important. To just, it's part of establishing that trust too, at the end of the day, as you've mentioned a number of times here. So that's fantastic. Thank you for that question. That was a fun one. (laughs) Uh, Colleen, I know you have an offer for our listeners. Would you like to talk about that for a moment? 
Yeah, I do. Um, Because I heavily believe in meeting other people and getting out there, I provide a very safe and nurturing environment for women, Um, even if they're just starters or introverts when it comes to networking. We do an online, so out of the comfortability of your own home, you don't even have to put your heels on. Um, and show up in a room. You don't, you know, you don't even have to do the back of your hair. You just do the front um, and put some makeup on, but, um, and have your yoga pants on while you're doing it. Uh, (laughs) I do a networking event for 90 minutes, the first Thursday of every month. And I would love for your uh, listeners to attend. Um, Of course it's females only. So I'm sorry, male listeners, but I do do it for females only. However, For your male listeners, I have a lot of communities that I interact with that are both males and females. So for them to get involved in our newsletter would still be a great opportunity for them because I do send out other communities for them to attend that are males and females, and I'm very connected with them. But the first Thursday of every month, I want to invite your listeners to attend as a guest. So it's generally $20 to enroll for that. It's 90 minutes. You get to go in a lot of breakout rooms, meet some women. I teach on a subject. Every month we have some speakers that come in, uh, but it really gives you the opportunity to get to know all the women um, that are on the call once a month. And it's nationally, so it's not just going to be local. And if you use the code GUESTLNL, and I know that you'll have that in the notes, the podcast notes um, with the link, they can register for any one of those um, three months in advance. We'll definitely include that in our show notes. That's such an amazing offer that you're sharing with our listeners. Thank you so much, Colleen. Yeah, I think it's one of the best ways to really get to know the community, for them to get to know other people and find the value for themselves in um, networking and walking away with a new connection. Absolutely. So do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? I'm glad you said growing um, because the one thing that I would like to leave with your listeners would be this. If learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. And you should always be out there for growth for yourself, growth for your company, growth for your employees, um, and growth for the people that you serve. How can you be learning and growing to be helping and impacting the world in a positive way? I love that. That's definitely just Boom. Aha. (laughs) Great words of advice there. Colleen, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what is the best way that they can reach you? Well, I know everyone wants to get in contact with us now because we have a great Mm -hmm. community. So leadupforwomen.com is the best way to get in contact with us. Like I said, we have a free download. You can download a copy of our latest magazine. Uh, We have Patty Farmer on the front of there. We had Sharon Lecter on the one before that. Many people know her from Think and Grow Rich. Um, and she's written a ton of other books uh, as well. And um, so I would say go out to leadupforwomen.com. You can also follow us on all of our social platforms at Lead Up For Women. Yep. All right, great. We'll include all that information in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Now, Lori, it was such an honor. I thought this was a great conversation. So thank you for allowing me to be here to share some tips with your listeners. Happy to have you as a guest. I really appreciate it. All right, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Colleen Biggs for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And most importantly, reach out and connect with someone. Reconnect with someone from your past or find someone new that you'd like to connect with. That's what it's all about, folks. It's building those relationships. 
That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.